Would you hit it if the ta- if the titties were still scaly though? That's the question. Dang. I played the fifth. <laughs> Are they sharp or soft? I played the fifth. good movies and there are great movies but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question would you watch it again i'm jay and i'm joined by dave hello and casey i'm a monster every week one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? You better dig out your library card, baby, because it's bookworm month. We are watching movies based on books that we may have read, maybe we didn't read, maybe we kind of skimmed over. Um, for you young folks, we used to have a thing called Spark Notes, which is something I used religiously in school. <laughs> Last week, Jay brought The Dark Tower, starring a deep-fried Matthew McConaughey. This week... <laughs> Dave brought someone a little less greasy looking. Dave, what did you bring? A little less greasy, uh, but an absolute classic actor of the shitty cinema archetype. Hard boiled. This was actually, this was a really, really fun one for me because in the long, long ago days of physical media, I bought this movie out of a bin. So you know that's going to be good. (laughs) I love bin films. Bonus points if it wasn't at a movie store. It was not. I had a feeling it wasn't. Was it the pharmacy? Was it Menards? Uh no, it was like a it was like a, a Myers or a Walmart or one of those. Great. Like, oh, okay. Know. Um so from nineteen ninety nine starring the wonderful Christopher Lambert, we watched Beowulf. Again, nineteen ninety nine, not the two thousand and seven fucking rotoscoped weird one. <laughs> Dave, before we go too far, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You're in this castle that's under attack from a monster, and, well, you're close to the pantry. You're not very good at fighting. I mean, you might as well get a snack before you end up going out, right? Uh, You know, I get peckish. (laughs) Who's really the monster if you get low blood sugar? That's true. As the monster rampages in the hallway outside, you have 10 seconds before he kicks the door in and makes a snack out of you. In those 10 seconds, sell us on this movie. The Highlander fights a blurry monster and its Playboy Bunny mom in a Mad Max futurescape full of junkyard preschooler weapons. Five seconds. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, yes. Yeah, Yeah, the Playboy playmate for a mom really, really hits home. And the, the junkyard really? preschooler weapons is what really sold it for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> the big flat saw sword. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know that kid whose parents just let him go free range a little too much? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is a Playboy playmate. Is she? Yes. Oh, man. I was just. You were I thought I was just making jokes. Nope. Oh my god, that's perfect. Love that. I that's absolutely so fucking love good. that. Wowie wow wow. Casey, whether Grendel is rampaging or not, you know if I'm getting snacks, you're getting snacks. Snack queen. Snack pack. That's what they call us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, there there might be a commotion going on somewhere in the household, but you're making your way down towards the kitchen as well. 
Uh, you got about 10 seconds before you get to the bottom of the steps, make your way into the kitchen, and step into the middle of the horror show that is Grendel going to town uh, trying to devour me while I am furiously trying to finish off my salt and vinegar chips. You Are there I'm pizza rolls or not in this pantry? Because if not, this is the worst Airbnb you've ever booked us. I mean, the good news is I actually already put in pizza rolls. Uh, and now Fuck I'm yeah. not going to be able to get them out. So it's up to you to sneak past and grab them. Gone but not forgotten. So as you tiptoe across the kitchen, uh, not noticing the silverware in front of you that you're about to bump into, you got about 10 seconds before you make some noise and Grendel's attention is shifted over to you. In the time before that happens... Sell us on this movie. Lord Raiden comes to the house on Haunted Hill to do a thousand backflips and kick ass and eventually runs out of ass to kick. The most tense part is if you'll accidentally see nipple or not. Nine seconds. Nine seconds. I like the nipple. I was. And the backflips. Spellbound by those titties. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they were, they were kind of peeking and poking around there. Um, if anything, I think you might be underselling it at, at a thousand backflips. There were so many. His stunt double had to live on Dramamine. Absolutely. There's so much motion sickness that's got to be going around. All right. Let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Beowulf rolls up on a castle that's one part sword and sorcery and one part Mad Max. Uh, we've got towering machinery. It's spewing flames into the air over parapets. It, it's a fucking mood, man. My personal favorite is the tower that has had its top replaced with a massive grasping claw-like thing that also shoots flames from the tips. Yes, it was like a cool claw machine. Yeah, 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 but for grabbing dragons out of the air. That's, and you know, yes. like squeezing them like your Elmira. Uh, yeah, the grip's never strong enough. The dragon always pops out yeah, at the right. last second. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no dragon part in this epic. We cut that part along with most of the budget. Instead, the outpost castle is being attacked by a monster called Grendel. When Beowulf arrives to kill the damn thing, the king Hrothgar and his daughter Kyra are initially kind of suspicious of him. Yeah, they think that Beowulf is there to get revenge for the death of Kyra's husband, but Beowulf is only thirsty for monster killing. Mm, that's what he says, but he was like... I talking to her when he first right, rode into like, town, like, hey, girl, I see you in your tower. Later, he gets thirsty for Kyra. Initially, only monster killing. Later, Kyra. Oh, damn right, Dave, because killing monsters is thirst making work. Grendel attacks the castle, and Beowulf manages to do something Hrothgar's men couldn't, which is actually wound the fucking thing. In doing so, Beowulf's seriously injured, and Kyra thinks he's going to die. Beowulf heals like Wolverine, so the next morning, despite having his throat and chest torn open, he's just ready to go again. Wait, why didn't we ever get Christopher Lambert as Wolverine? Beowulfarine? Oh, oh, yes. Actually, no, yes. I really don't want that. Well, all right, all right. Do I? Yeah. Kyra is surprised by the healing and then proceeds to tell Beowulf about how she killed her ex-husband for being a total piece of shit. He's like, good call, sis, and fights Grendel again. This time, Beowulf cuts off Grendel's arm and declares the creature dead. Everybody parties, and Beowulf knocks the bottom out of Kyra finally, because the softcore porn element of the film needed to be developed more, I guess. Speaking of softcore porn, one of the B-plots is that King Hrothgar keeps having wet dreams. Not... Yeah, he look at his face. They are, Dave. Uh, he, he gets, like, Demolition Man... 
psychic raped by Grendel's mom in his sleep. It's not quite a wet dream. Apparently it's been going on for a long time, too. Hrothgar had an affair with Grendel's mom, which is what caused his wife to kill herself. And Grendel is the result of the affair. Yeah, not in this movie. It looks like he's just getting sleep raped, Jay. She's a succubus. Uh, yeah, but at least the first time he consented to it. Anyways, with his post-nut clarity, Beowulf senses Grendel's mom and grabs his sword. <laughs> Beowulf confronts her after learning the truth about Grendel. He then fights Grendel's mom over the bodies of most of the outpost, including Hrothgar. Beowulf defeats her final form and leaves as the outpost itself begins to collapse in. After leaving the collapsing outpost, Beowulf and Kyra decide to journey together. Setting up such future romantic scenes as, Hey baby, remember that time I killed your half-brother and then we fucked about it? Ay ay ay. Okay, I have a question. Okay. Is Kushner Lock Company like Jared Kushner? Like, did his dad help make this movie? Because maybe he's not such a bad guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Were they the very first company that came out that had the terrible music in this movie? Because the intro of it, like right off the bat, whatever production company was in there and had a terrible techno song. What? Okay, no, let's let's fight already. Oh wow, that is you one of the things Casey. I wanted to talk about with this movie is the. Uh, oh yeah, soundtrack right off the bat. is incredible. It's the soundtrack is in fucking credible. It's timeless. Okay, roughly. It's- Roughly two-thirds of this movie, you could replace the score with Darude Sandstorm, and it doesn't change anything at all. That's every movie, if we're being fair and real. I'm saying they had diverse techno songs that really (laughs) brought up the atmosphere of the movie. You have to have something like techno to combat the gray and blue wash screen they have through this whole fucking movie she's got a good point there yeah the abrasive electronica does really juxtapose against the dark post-apocalyptic world that we're supposed to be in this beowulf yes and it literally woke me up when i fell asleep because they (laughs) went too long without techno (laughs) yeah some of the talky bits we go a while without any techno Though not all of them, is some of the talking not bits, all. they still techno their way through it. Uh, but yeah, to give the listener at home the, the full picture, yeah, we have this, like, absolute 90s techno soundtrack over a, like, Mad Max Fallout Trashland post-apocalyptic <laughs> universe. Yeah. It really yeah. does look like a fucking, a really bad 90s music video for a lot of the runtime. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I feel like this is something that was probably on Sci-Fi Channel a lot in a couple years. Probably. I, I, I'm going to push back on that. I think the aesthetics are one of the things that this movie has going for it. It's what, it's what made me love it when I bought it out of a bin and has made it stick in my brain ever since then is the aesthetic. They commit. Right. They absolutely commit. And they don't try to go too far out of their own lane. They don't try to make it too technical. They don't try to explain too much about the world of like, hey, guess what? 
we have a loudspeaker. Yeah. It's, We're not it, going to tell you how. It's effectively like a medieval sword and sorcery setting. Yeah. Except made out of shit from a junkyard. Correct. And no one ever explains why any of this is the way it is. And I love it so very, very much. It, it's to the point that they have a fairly impressive gas delivery system that they use for open flames as as a lighting in the castle. Yeah. And, I mean, it's probably, like, stupid impractical because they have well, them like every the six feet. it's like the murder mansion of H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. This, this, this is one of those films where it is just purely aesthetics over everything. Yeah. Right. Like, you'd have to ask, where are they getting all of that natural gas that they could just burn all of that all the time? Like, there's tons of questions, but none of that matters. Who gives a fuck? Right. They never <laughs> address it. It looks cool. At one point, they give a shot of a stairwell, and you have, like, it's made out of the stone, like an old castle, but then there's this piping running up it with some blue bubbling liquid inside of it. What's that there for? Who knows? Right. Why are there windows into it? And is it just, it looks very steampunk because it's wrapped in brass and you can see parts of it and it's glowing blue. Cool. What's that for? I, to bring it back to what something we mentioned in the plot, why does the castle shoot flames into the sky and have grabber arms on it? What are they there for? <laughs> I don't care, but it looks cool. Shut up, nerd. Yeah, do they have, like, airships, and that's, like, an airship defense or something? I don't know. I want more movies in this universe, though. It's, I kind of do, too. I kind of do, too. Yeah, and uh, and the aesthetics over everything also carries over into the weapons, which Christopher Lambert's <laughs> yeah. weaponry yeah. in this movie is another one of those things that is stuck in my brains for years because everything he has is some anime bullshit. He's got <laughs> This felt very anime. I'm so glad you said oh, yeah. that. Like there's a lot of wire foo tastefully done. Yeah, tastefully done wire foo, but he's got uh he's got knives that shoot circular saw blades out of them. He's got swords <laughs> that have like club sheaths in them. He's got a fucking wrist launcher. I don't know what that works off of, but it's sweet. What about CO2. the weapon that he uses in the beginning? It's one part flail, one part dagger, and he also uses it to, yeah, to to wrap around a man's neck and rip him off of his horse, presumably snapping his fucking neck in the process. He goes up in a duel against this uh, this one-eyed knight that he's facing off against, and he pulls out this flail that has, like, adjustable length heads on it, I guess, and... It's been a long time since I watched this, so I was like, hey, is that guy important? And then Christopher Lambert immediately just rips him <laughs> off of the horse, and I went, nope. Not anymore. I don't know how that flail works at all, but it's cool as shit. Oh, yeah, I, we, I almost forgot. He's got the, uh, the throwing axes that have pop-out heads on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that works at all in real life, but it looks fucking sweet. Christopher Lambert had a lot of weapons that reminded me of the Helsing anime. Like, it was kind of that steampunky little bit of future. Not super future. There's no lasers or any shit like that. And not even any modern guns. But some of the little hand gadgets he had were brutal as fuck. Little oh, yeah. flesh hooks. And, and that went out for, like, most of the supporting cast as well. King Hrothgar has a sword that's basically just a chainsaw blade with a handle 
welded on the end yeah. of it. Yeah. It looks like yeah. the nose of one of those like sawtooth sharks. Yeah. Yes. And it's huge. It's cartoonish. It's Buster Sword like. Yeah. He King Hrothgar also wears a, a like featureless mask that when he takes off the movie adds in a like hydraulic sound, even though you can clearly see there's nothing connecting it to the rest of his suit. Also, there was no eye holes on that. So nah. were they just like walking around by feel? Nah, it's just plastic. It it doesn't actually really protect him. He just thinks it looks cool. But they couldn't see anything. Yeah, you remember the Django Unchained, I can't see shit scene? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I imagine. They're like, well, tough shit. We already <laughs> made them. Right. Case, look, they're wearing all that leather, clinging to their body, getting all that Wilson on with some great fake armor strapped over it, some cod pieces. And then what? You got to put a cool helmet on. Oh, my God. The cod piece. I forgot. It was so upsetting. So upsetting. Wrong. We went we went the wrong way. So I loved Casey immediately was revolted by the cod piece, which is introduced in the first act of the fu- the film. And I just started cackling, thinking about how in the third act, Grendel's mom was going to just get all handsy. Mm-hmm. And like a mouth Z on the cod piece. That was Chekhov's cod piece. Yeah, it was Chekhov's cod. I hated it. That wasn't just fan service. We were setting up a twist there. I died. I died inside. I was like, is she really going to give him a handy through a cod piece? (laughs) Is she really going to blow him through a cod piece? Yeah, she's that good. Yeah, I, she kind of reminded me of the eighth dimensional creatures from abduction where I was like, she's going across eight dimensions to give him a blowy. Grendel's mom tries to seduce uh, Beowulf Roland or er, Roland. Yeah. And runs her hand over his codpiece. And I really wanted the camera to just pan up. And he goes, yeah, I can't feel I can't feel anything. There's like it's not doing anything. There's for like me. three inches of leather between you me and you right now it's like if i had to like honk your boob through your car door <laughs> you can't feel that no, no you could hit it with a drumstick i won't even know <laughs> uh, instead he gets real randy about it she is a playboy playmate so i guess you know grendel's mom has got it going on <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that. I I went back and reread some stuff on Beowulf, um, yeah. Before we did this, and I'm glad I did because I don't know when I thought that Grendel's uh, being Hrothgar's bastard son was part of the original epic poem because it wasn't. That was just for this. I I too had thought I was like oh yeah wasn't that no that was just yeah, uh, no that was just this movie no in Beowulf Grendel's just a descendant of Cain who's really angry about all the noise they're making partying so he decides to assault their <laughs> house for twelve years straight yeah and I gotta okay. be honest this version's better <laughs> yeah I Agreed. think I read Beowulf once at borderline high school teacher gunpoint um but i remember nothing okay can we can we get like a mixing though i i agree with you that on the grendel part that this is better the the half human grendel is a way right. better half human grendel sins of the father like it's Correct. a great 
It's thematically it's right. fantastic. And especially if you want to follow all the way through to the original Beowulf's ending of him fighting the dragon and, like, bring it back at that point. It would have been awesome. Yes. Okay, but instead of the way that he kills Grendel in this with a sword, can we go back to the the epic poems way that he kills Grendel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Christopher Lambert never once stripped down to f- bare-ass wrestle Grendel in this movie, and that was... That's how it's supposed to be done. That's what? How so, yeah. That's so, how okay. Beowulf fights Grendel. In in the poem, he He gets gripped up and naked? He everybody is in the hall and he's like, "No, no, no. Everybody stay back. I got this. I'm taking my armor off. I'm putting my weapon down. I'm just going to barehand this motherfucker because fuck him." And and Grendel shows up. And he fucking literally wrestles him and murders him with his bare hand. He rips his arm off with his bare hands. And Grendel runs away and he dies of blood loss. But he tears his arm off with his bare fucking hands. I want Christopher Lambert on that bitch just like, wham! Boy, you can tear up my baby picture. I'm going to come in here and whoop your ass bare naked. Uh, Yeah. Technically, the original poem, it's not. He It just says that he put down his weapons and took off his armor. But most have decided to interpret that as, I'm going to fight you in my goddamn skivvies, bitch. Naked. <laughs> Tell me that would not have been That's all I've ever one. wanted. Like, right, 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 right. Beowulf, yeah, I would have absolutely preferred the version where Grendel shows up and Christopher Lambert just screams, tarps off, boys, and just goes <laughs> at him. Absolutely. Right. right. <laughs> Whose creative decision bullshit robbed me of what was rightfully mine? I don't know, Case, but it would have been a better Beowulf. That's, a, that's what I'm telling you. Honestly, I thought Christopher Lambert did great yeah he was charming he was disarming he would be super deep and vulnerable when kira's like trying to talk shit to him like we only hunt monsters because you're a little scaredy puss puss boy and he's like you are so right i'm scared all the time and ever like (laughs) it throws everybody off he's so good and intense now i did have to google it's like mentally what why does he sound like that? Okay, so he's <laughs> French. Like, ha- his parents are French. He went to Sweden when he was three and then France. So it was like America, Sweden, France. So that's why he sounds confused. Oh, yeah, all he the was time. just doomed from the get go. Right. So I was like, is he trying to do an accent? Does he have an accent? And the answer is yes to all three. Yeah, I yeah, I, wow. I really enjoy his performance in this movie, and he does do a good job of like playing that like cool, calm, collected Ronin killer that just rolls into town. But also, every Christopher Lambert role, he has this like giggling smirk to every role yes. he plays. Yes. And it's not like the one you trust where it's like the guy that's like, ah, I know I can win the fight. There's something mischievous. There's something Loki-like yeah. about his yeah. smirk. That you're like, I have a feeling I'm going to get hurt by that. The Highlander, Raiden, Beowulf, the same goddamn smirk in every single movie. Speaking of Raiden, the reason that Christopher Lambert isn't Raiden in 
the second Mortal Kombat movie is because he was filming this. They should have waited for him. That's what I said. Why didn't they wait? Come on. Also, I loved his white hair in this. Agreed. I thought he looked fantastic. Yeah. There's there's way more connections to The Witcher in this than I'm comfortable with at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is very Witcher vibe. He's a monster hunter. Uh, and, and in this, he's half, he's a demigod. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just being a dude who's just yoked his shit and loves killing shit, um, he's a half demon. Half like, god. Half god? Yeah. Yeah. Bail. Which really only matters for, like, when they want him to heal very quickly. That's basically all it means. And his, his super, like, I strength his, and yeah, his, his ability to sense to evil. Right, because fighting. he says that he is fighting evil outwardly to represent his inward fight of his own inner evil nature. Okay. You gotta like, fight evil so he doesn't become evil. Correct. He does say that, but I want to talk about specifically the sensing evil. Yeah. Because he, he at <clears throat> several points in the movie, claims he's sensing evil. Like, don't you sense that evil is going on? But every time that he is doing that, we know canonically in the film, someone somewhere else is currently being murdered by Grendel. <laughs> so I think he just has slightly better hearing. Oh, I thought he was just saying it to get out of conversations with people. Like well, when Kira was trying to get him to stay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Something evil walks this way no no i think he just has slightly better hearing than everyone else and hears screams from the castle okay hold on if that's true the last instance that he uses his quote-unquote sensing power is when grendel is stroking the guy's uh cod piece so is he hearing like him purring or something (laughs) that's her nails hmm. scraping the cod piece well okay (laughs) Let's let's go into Grendel's mom for a bit. We gotta well, let's steer off of Lambert because I need to expand on this. She's a Playboy bunny. Put some respect on it. Oh no, we're not we're not even going to be talking about that because Grendel's mom is uh, a seductress. She seduces Hrothgar and Roland, uh, and she attempts to seduce Beowulf. And when she goes into her final form, which is some fucking Cthulhu nightmare monster. That still has roughly a human face, but is just all like tentacles and wings and jarry bits. Yeah, it's kind of like an octopus fuck the lawnmower. Yeah, it's it's a horrifying image. When she first takes that form, she still hasn't given up on trying to fuck Beowulf. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, listen, I'm going to do something to you. No woman can. She says, like, come and know a pleasure like no one else can show you or something to that effect. So... I think he wasn't hearing her stroke her codpiece. I think he was hearing him, Roland, feel the pleasure no woman can, a.k.a. some really disturbing tentacle shit. Tentacle monster. Oh, with bat wings. Yeah, I don't. Why did we keep the seduction scene going while she was in monster form? There was that was the whole part of the movie we did not need. Yeah, uh, all of the uh, having Grendel's mother played by a Playboy bunny, and all of the like, the the really weird 
dream rape sequences between her and Hrothgar, the incredibly cringy seduction scenes of her and Roland and her and Beowulf. Her incredible blue eyeshadow and her incredible can of hairspray that is spraying the fuck out of her crinkle-cut french fry hair. Oh, I mean, <laughs> so much. Everybody. We know that this castle is nearly out of rations, but they are well-stocked on conditioner because Damn straight Kyra they are. shine for days. Oh, my God. Pantene Pro-V for sure. You got to look 1999. good. Even if you're starving, Dave. Especially when you're starving. Oh, yeah. I So I, I briefly complained earlier about the budget of this movie. The um, reason for that is, according to Christopher Lambert, at least, producers originally promised um, that the budget for this movie was going to be $25 million, and then later slashed it to three and a half. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, which, if that's true, I'm really impressed by how far they got with three and a half million dollars. Yeah, that that looks a lot better than three and a half million dollars. Bring your own leather. Maybe. B-Y-O-L. I think they filmed it in Romania. That probably made things cheaper. And also they (laughs) recycled a few shots. So that probably helped too. Sure. Sure. Every time we went to the basement, they would recycle the same shots of the blue bubble water and the gas lamps on the wall. (laughs) So you know we're in the basement. This had a, a similar vibe to... Shows like Xena, Warrior Princess, and Hercules, The Legend Continues, but... Um, a little classier. But it was a lot classier. A lot classier. Mm. So, I don't know. It worked for me. Honestly, I'm going to bring it back to something we watched earlier this month. Uh, I It has some stuff that kind of feels like Dune to me, in that it is not necessarily about... it. We need everything to make sense... We just want to make a universe that looks really fucking cool. You can fill in the blanks as you see fit. Yeah, not as good, but yes. No, no, no. Kind of the same. (laughs) Nowhere near as well executed, but three and a half million dollars, you know? Yeah, they didn't do bad for three and a half million. All right. Well, we can't go on about Christopher Lampert all night, um, and I need to go raid the thrift store and start piecing together uh, some weird medieval flails. So we need to wrap this up and ask the question that we do every week. Casey, I'm going to kick things off with you. From 1999, starring Sir Christopher Lambert. Yes, he is. The great Connor McLeod. Beowulf, would you watch it again? I did not know what to expect coming into this movie. Jay kept making like vague sleep rape jokes to me all day. And I'm like, I am not. uh, I don't like where this is going. (laughs) And oh, man, Christopher Lambert sizzles in this. I think he does a great job quiet wandering stranger he's not too much himself he's pretty reserved um the action i like it i fucking his stunt double (laughs) is earning his paycheck doing flips and shit doing a little wire food doing some jumping is it the best movie no if you like movies like underworld and other dark movies where people are wearing leather and killing monsters you're gonna like beowulf 
I do not remember a goddamn thing about the poem, but I loved this movie. So, yes, I would absolutely watch it again. I'm going to look for the soundtrack on Spotify or YouTube. (laughs) Somebody's got to have it. It's fucking sick. It's sick as shit, and I highly recommend you listen to it. Um, Jay, from 1999, Beowulf, would you watch it again or read the poem? I'm with you that the world building on this is is potentially something really interesting. And it's really polarizing. I read some critics, and they fucking hated it. I thought it was cool as shit. And I love that High, <clears throat> Highlander. See, I almost called it Highlander. I love that Beowulf hyphen Highlander 1999 doesn't ever stop to explain anything. It just gives us this chaotic madness and it tells us a wild story set in it. And the camp pays off for me in that respect. Now, the story is a little slow at points. It gets a little meandering. But I do love the electricity of Christopher Lambert. And no matter how many times I watch this, and, and uh, not a surprise, I watched this a couple times as a kid. I fucking love this movie. It's fantastic. I highly recommend giving it a watch. I think you'll love it because I'll be watching it again for sure. But Dave, what about you? 1999's Beowulf. Would you watch it again? Man, I've seen this movie a lot. I set up at the top. (laughs) I bought this out of a bin in, I think, 2000, 2001. It didn't exactly get a wide release. And... I remembered the the ridiculous anime transforming weapons that Christopher Lambert has. <laughs> I remembered the uh, ridiculous aesthetic of everybody having like Mad Max leather armor and chainsaw weapons and nothing being explained whatsoever. I did not remember how horny Grendel's mom was. Oh, man. Every time oh, Grendel's man. mom shows up, it's basically a Def Leppard music video, and it <laughs> came out of left field for me. You got the shook, I got the cream. <laughs> what is here is just, it's a fucking, it's a trip, man, and I really, really enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch Beowulf again. I mean, Christopher Lambert, that's kind of a gimme when it comes to me. But I really enjoy this movie, and I think it's just so, so much fun. Follow-up question, would we all rather watch the movie than read the poem? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that's it, guys. Three out of three of us are going to watch Beowulf again. Have you seen it before? Would you watch it? It's free on YouTube, so you probably should. What bin did you buy it out of? Let us know. But that's my pick for the month. Uh, Casey, what are we going to be finishing out with next week? Next week, I'm bringing a film that was written, I think, alongside the book. I think they were, like, being made at the same time or one right after the other. Um, Also, a gift I got fellow Cinemite, Ashley, from 1980, starring Gary fucking Busey, Jodie Foster, and Meg Foster. I'm bringing Carney. Wow, what a lineup. There's a Dune connection. This movie, I hope, has it all. Possibly a clown-themed three-way. I'm not sure. In the meantime, we'll just have to scrub that from our memories. Follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Throw a coin to your Christopher Lambert at Patreon slash ShittyCinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. In the meantime, 
Let's turn out the lights. Open the claw machine on the top of the castle. And fry up some Canadian goose, baby. We're allowed to. They're invasive here. Huh? 